Welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski, joined here alongside my co-host, Brian Sternberg. On this episode, we are fortunate to have on Landon Young. Landon's a starting offensive tackle for the Kentucky Wildcats and one of the top returning players in the country. Landon, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Oh, no problem. Glad, glad to be on here with y'all. Start, Landon. When we talk about last season, you guys had such a unique year, a lot of adversity, quarterback issues, and you still managed to have a phenomenal season. Looking back on it for you specifically, what do you think you did well, and what have you been working on this offseason to take your game to another level? Uh, you know, coming into last season, I thought it was sort of a maybe a little bit of struggle at the very beginning. Uh, you know, coming off of an injury season into a you know a fresh season that I'm healthy, you know, it takes a little bit to sort of get back into the groove of things and uh, sort of get comfortable again playing next to the guys that you've been playing against. And so against the uh, Toledo starting off the season, it's sort of a little rough. Then I got into more of the uh, Eastern Michigan game and actually got SEC alignment of the week for that game. And um, I could definitely see myself getting more comfortable. But, of course, there was a team sort of uh, – difficulties when our quarterbacks did go down and we sort of had to work through those problems um get through that but as you see we we definitely prevailed on that and ended up coming out with a really good season um coming into this off season it's been more of a, a pass set uh focused time uh last year you know we ran the ball 98 percent of the time you know there wasn't many passes uh besides the winning pass of the the bowl game that you really saw us throw so uh, you know, a lot of people wanted to say they, they they wanted to see me get more in a pass set, be able to punch better, hand placement, footwork on that, and uh, just be able to see more of it. So that's more of what I've been focusing on now in the offseason. And Landon, you just mentioned that you missed the uh, entire year of the 2018 season due to injury. You came back right your junior year, starting in all 13 games. Um, was there a game that you remember playing in during the beginning of the 2019 season that boosted your confidence? after coming off a uh, injury? Absolutely. And like I said, uh, the Toledo game, the first game, um, you know, that was sort of a, a struggle game for me just because it's it's different game getting back into it. And, uh, you know, having that year-round practice, having year-round uh, uh, time to be with your guys, you can sort of build off of each season. But when you're completely separated and you do your own workouts, you're not with those guys, you haven't done football drills, period, because you've been focusing on just rehabbing that that knee and and getting back to where you can do those things you used to be able to do, it creates that sort of separation where it's hard to just jump back in and be exactly where you were last year. Um, sort of the booster for me was when I got into the Eastern Michigan game, and I feel like I had a pretty good game, but then they end up making me uh, SEC Player of the Week or the Offensive Lineman of the Week. And that was sort of like, man, I, I do have the possibility to just come back and be able to do what I did before. I just had to get that sort of mental block out of my head that I can still do everything I can before the knee injury. And I got to go out there and I got to play like I never even had a knee injury, that I'm not worried about my knee, anything like that. Because it's when you do think about your knee, when you do think about that offsetting circumstance is when you actually do get hurt. It's when you go out there and you don't you don't think about it. You just you go like you you know how to go and you do what – uh, you've been trained to do and what you trust, and that's when you're going to go out and prevail. From your experiences landed with the injury and then having to come back from something and just playing offensive tackle as a whole, what would you say is the mentality that you need to have to be a successful offensive tackle at the collegiate level? 
something that I always sort of say with that is when I line up against anyone I go against, whether it be uh, a Florida edge rusher, whether it be a Georgia edge rusher, whether it be just a a big uh, three technique from Alabama, you know, wherever it is, you have to go out there with a mentality that you're, you're better than them, that you've practiced harder, that you've put in more work than them, and that no matter who is across from you, you can beat them. And that's sort of the mentality I go to. Of course, I'm a I'm a nice guy off the field. Uh, you know, a lot of people they they don't ever see the side of me that they see on the field. It's a on off switch. But I always tell them, you know, out there I change people. You know, I'm a, I'm a different person on the field than I am off the off the field, just because I know that's my job. That I have to secure that job and make sure that I try to separate myself from any other offensive tackle in the in the country in the conference. No matter what, I want to prove that I am a different caliber player than anybody else out there. Landon, being in the SEC, you're playing a lot of top talent week in and week out. How is going up against these talented edge rushers, how does, it, how does that make you a better um, offensive tackle? Uh, you know, they always say that uh, iron sharpens iron, and I believe that 100%. Uh, something that really blessed me throughout my career was pretty much the whole three years before I got injured, I was going against Josh Allen every single practice through spring, through fall, through everything. And, it, you know, I always thought this guy is one of the best edge rushers in the nation. If I can do well against him, I can do well against anybody else that I'm going to play against. And so, you know, I got guys that, of course, there's guys with different moves, different speeds, different, you know, different strengths and weaknesses throughout going against those really, you know, those really good guys throughout the conference. It really makes me be able to be more versatile in my game and be able to, uh, judge people, learn people better, uh, sort of study their techniques better and see uh, what kind of player they are and sort of like what they like, they like to do against certain types of tackles. Um, but also just lets me be a, a wide variety of a, of a blocker. I'm not really good just against, you know, a, a bull rush or really good against just a, a speed rush. It sort of gives me a, a little bit of a balance. Landon, Casual fans might not know this, but you guys at Kentucky have one of, if not the best, returning offensive lines in the entire country. The likes of Drake Jackson, Darren Kennard, who we had on the podcast. What do you think has allowed you guys as a collective group to have so much success? Um, you know, they always say the men, the men up front lead, and uh, everything starts with the offensive line, and that's sort of what we hang our hat on. We know it's a blue collar mentality, and we're going to go in there. We're gonna bring our work pill, put on our hard hat, and we're gonna we're gonna work every single day. We have a really tight knit group of guys that you know the chemistry on that offensive line is just crazy, and um, you know it's it's something different that you're not gonna find at a lot of different uh, programs across the country. Is that we get well, we mesh so well, just our personalities, what we like to do on our free time, uh, everything off the field that correlates with on the field. And I think that's one of the main reasons that we've done so well over the last couple of years is just because we get we work together so well, you know. And we had some circumstances that sort of brought us together with, uh, you know, Coach Sarman having uh, cancer diagnosis. I reckon it's about a year and a half, two years ago, and that brought us even closer. If anything, you know, we had a good offensive line before that, but now it just gave us an even bigger reason to fight and bigger reason to work hard for that man. And uh, so that would that's sort of what I would contribute to you know having that that awesome sort of gratification of having an offensive line that good but 
um, you know, it's the chemistry and it's just the people that we work for, the coaches, uh, they make it perfect to UK. And Landon, it'd be hard not to mention t- and even talk about your high school career, Army All-American All game. Can you talk a little bit about your high school career and what was the whole recruiting process like for you? Uh, so I was actually a sort of different case than a lot of kids when it comes into high school recruiting. I was a multi-sport athlete. I went through track, wrestling, and football. And until I'd say probably my junior year in high school, I never really decided for sure that I wanted to pursue football at the next level. Um, you know, I thought about track and I thought about wrestling. Uh, track was really up there with football, even more than wrestling, just because of the scholarship opportunities and uh, stuff like that. But otherwise than that, I never came from a football family. I never came from a sports family. We we owned a farm in West Kentucky. And my dad was a farmer. My grandfather was a farmer. And uh, they raised pigs and cattle. And, you know, that's sort of what I was raised on. And it was, you know, if we weren't, we never watched football in the house. We were out working on the farm or working in the yard or going and playing outside or I was going to camps, um, kind of things like that. So when I got my offer freshman year from UK, I didn't really know the significance of it. My coach sort of urged me to go ahead and commit. So I verbally committed, not really even knowing what that was either. I sort of had a dream that I would go to UK one day, but I wasn't sure of the whole process and what it, what it meant. Um, so ended up, I got to about my junior year and then went, that's when I started to really learn stuff and started to be able to watch football a little bit more and, uh, just dig into the game of college football. And, uh, when I got my offers from Alabama and Ohio state and Auburn there in a consecutive, uh, days, that's when I realized, you know, maybe I do need to dig into this football stuff just a little bit more and um, realized that, you know, football was really my, my passion. That's what I would love to do. And that's what I, I think I have my best future in. And um, so it was a very not knowing future um, with my recruiting process. But I ended up finding little things out like the Army All-American game. I'd always heard of that, those through high school football. And I was like, you know, that'd be awesome to be able to go to one of those. And, you know, I just worked my butt off, worked my butt off until I finally uh, was able to go to the combine and get chosen out of the combine to go to um, the game itself and uh, you know but all go all glory goes to God in the end of the day you know he's blessed me with everything that I can I could ever ask for whether it be family opportunities the abilities that he's given me and just the people he's put in my life. Landon we know Kentucky and committing there early on always wanting to be a wildcat but when you're getting offers from other top tier programs what separated Kentucky that made you want to say I'm going to stick with them throughout high school and then play for the Wildcats for my four-year collegiate career? Uh, Besides just the want to always play at Kentucky, you know, sort of being a hometown kid, hometown school, and it's it's not just a four-year decision, it's a 40-year decision. Um, You know, the the town election and you keep your nose clean, you do the right things and you you show them respect, they're going to take care of you the rest of your life. And, um, but not just that, you know, we saw that they were struggling. They saw that we saw that we had a new coach coming in, new facilities were being made and formed. And uh, the class that we were sort of getting together between me, Cash Daniels and Drake Jackson was just, it it was something, something else. And and we knew that it was something else. We knew it was something we could build on and uh, we could be the, the, the class, the name that sort of turned Kentucky football around. And uh, you know, that's sort of what we hung our hat on there when we were building that class and continued to build that class in the classes after was, you know, we're going to be the class that turns this football program into a, into a dynasty, into a, a winning football team, and a, a team that people are going to talk about with respect instead of that's just Kentucky one day. 
And uh, so that that's what we sort of started doing. We started seeing steps taken on that, and then everybody else started jumping on the train. And I think, you know, this ten win season and the seven win season from the from last year, it's just it's just the start of things. And I think that's going to continue to grow because people are finally starting to trust Kentucky football. Lenny, you just mentioned bringing Kentucky back last season and next season. How do you hope to take on a, a, a leadership role? Uh, you know, for me, it was more of a I got to take on a verbal role. Um, I was always sort of a guy that just sort of worked behind the scenes and never sort of stood up and talked. I was always a guy that I wanted to lead by example instead of being able to take that true leadership role. Um, so this year, you know, coming out, I got to be able to take these young guys under my wing, sort of teach them what I know, get them in the film room, uh, even with the older guys too, sort of get them in there with them, you know, the younger guys as well. But not just that, just bring them on the field, take that one-on-one time, correct them when they need corrected, be able to, you know, show them, and not just verbal, but also continue to lead by example and be able to go out there and execute, execute things well be able to be coachable, listen to the coach, take that advice in and spend that extra time sort of showing these guys the right way to do it to get through college football. When talking about leadership positions, Coach Stoops, when we talk about top-tier collegiate coaches, he's always brought up. What's it like playing under him? And can you describe your relationship with your head coach? Uh, yeah, so – you know, Coach Stoops, like you said, is he's an awesome guy. And what you get on the field is what you get off the field. Uh, there's no there's no barriers. There's no masks. There's no nothing. You know, exactly what you get off the field is what you're going to get on the field. And he's a guy that you want to work for. He motivates us. He keeps us active. He keeps us together. He keeps us, you know, sort of meeting those new guys on the team, just forming that relationship because he knows the better – at the end of the day, the better the relationship on the team is, the better we're going to want to play for each other. And so he he's really good about – you know, trying to be with every single group on the team. He's a defensive-minded coach, but you see him coming around the offensive line room, the wide receivers room, the quarterback room all the time. And whether it be it's just team meetings that he gets us together or whether it be the end-of-summer workouts when he brings the whole team to go do team events that we go and have fun like paintballing or airsoft or something like that, um, he's always trying to uh, include himself in every single part of that team. And Landon, how would you describe the football culture at Kentucky? Uh, the football culture at Kentucky, I would say it's definitely an, a, not just an improving, but it's it's uh, something that's to be taken serious. And, uh, you know, it, it's more of a standard now that we've won these seven and ten game seasons that we hold ourselves to a higher standard than, you know, a two a two-game winning season being acceptable because that's not acceptable now. We know that if we're going to come in here, that you're going to put your hard hat on and you're going to work. And if not, you can find another place to go play. Um, you know, we expect just the, the devotion, the time, the heart for the game uh, to be all in one. And not just that, but the, the things off the field that going to class, being a good student athlete at the same time, that that's always standard when it comes to football. And, uh, you know, it, it's just we got a bunch of guys coming in that are willing to, to put their hard hats on. They're willing to work and they're willing to devote their time to this football team to help us improve it. Landon, I think when we talk about the talent on the field, that's obviously an important part. But when researching, when looking at your involvement in the community for Kentucky, tell us a little bit about your involvement in that 
such as the Cambridge Place and other examples of your involvement in the community at Kentucky? They've actually given me a lot of good opportunities to be able to do um, a lot in the community. But, you know, for me, it's not so much of a, I have to go to these places as I want to. Uh, the city of Lexington takes care of us and taking the big big blue nation period takes care of us so much. And they give so much to our programming, so much to each individual kid that, you know, it's, it's very minimal that we can do is go and spend, you know, an hour a day, a couple hours a day, being able to give back something, you know, that was how I was raised anyways. You know, my parents would be very disappointed if I didn't give some of my talent, my time, you know, some of the resources that have been given in my life, if I didn't turn around and give those back to somebody. Um, so, you know, I had a chance to go to Ethiopia on a service trip for a week with uh, Boogie Watson and uh, Calvin Taylor on the team as well this last, or I guess it's two Mays now ago, and uh, or last May. And that was a truly life-changing experience, sort of gives us a different perspective of people in the world, gives us a, a little glimpse of, you know, how love is overseas and how, you know, their, their faith and their love and their gratitude is so much bigger and how, how things can be so different and so much, um, you know, than what we, what we have over here and how blessed we are to have everything we have over here. Um, so that gave me another little spark to be able to go to the Cambridge place more and just give something back to, you know, those old people that maybe don't have any more family or don't ever get to see their family or don't have a whole lot of hope in their life for their future. You know, just giving them a little bit of time, making them feel important, gives them a little bit of hope, a little bit of, uh, you know, shine in their day. And, um, you know, that's what I'm here for at the end of the day is just to be able to, to help people to, to give what I've been blessed with to other people. And whether that just be time, whether that be speeches, that whether that just be talking to somebody, that's what I'm here for. And Landon, how do you think all this involvement not only makes you a better person off the field, but also helps you on the field? It gives you discipline because, you know, it's hard enough being an athlete with managing your, your classes, managing your social life, managing everything else that goes along with that life. And it, it just sort of gives you a little discipline that you have to make a schedule. You have to sacrifice some of these things to be able to go and do some of these things out into uh, the community. So it, it correlates directly on the field, whether it be disciplining our technique, just being able to stay in a good pass set when it comes in the fourth quarter or it goes into overtime, or, you know, you get on a long two minute drive, having that discipline to do things right so that you can, you can score at the end of the drive, or you can, you know, win that overtime, whatever it is. Um, so little things like that and getting these other guys to sort of be able to stay out of trouble, be able to, um, Again, get that discipline, get that heart, and get that service uh, into the community. It's really good for these young guys, too. Motivation is such a key part of aspect about football. So for you, Landon, who has been influential throughout your entire journey on this football career that you have? Uh, so Coach Slarman has always been, ever since I was young, um, and a freshman in high school, he's been very influential because he sort of took over my recruiting when I was a freshman um, and sort of took me under his wing as sort of a uh, inspirational guy, sort of like a father figure almost. And uh, uh, along with that, uh, I had two coaches through middle school and high school, uh, Dennis Johnson and uh, uh, Jason Dunn and Coach Shaw, uh, which was my head coach in high school, that they were all ex-NFL guys that have sort of really made an impact, sort of tried to help me along the process and everything. 
And um, those guys sort of, like I said, took me on, took me under their wing because they knew I had potential. They knew uh, what I possibly could do one day and really taught me everything that they could. Um, getting into college ball, Joe Fettersville, um, he as well, a uh, good friend of my granddad's and has taken the time to sit down with me and just give him me his words of wisdom, you know, from playing in the NFL for I think it was 11 years now or uh, back in his day. And uh, give him his wisdom, his advice, and just sort of walking me through life as a as a, a a figure to look up to as well. Just giving me words of advice to live by, whether it be under football or whether it just be being a husband, being a, a father, anything like that. It's just sort of making me a better man. And Landon, we have seen what you've been able to do on the field, but also let's talk about off the field. Named to SEC uh, uh, academic honor roll. How important is it for you to succeed not only on the football field, but also in the classroom? I, I always say that the off the field part is the most important part. And a lot of the football guys, we like to joke about it and stuff that we, you know, we, we all want to be there just for football. But at the end of the day, football is only going to last you so many years. You're not going to be in football for the rest of your life. Um, so being able to use your brain, get that degree, you have a, you have a fallback, you have something that you can always depend on. And that's your brain, your, your degree, uh, what you've been training for four years now, it's the same thing as football. You train for four years in college to go to the NFL. Well, you train for four years in college academically to be able to have a job for the rest of your life. So I always tell people like practice is a blessing. Football is a blessing. And that's on top of being able to have a healthy brain to be able to go and learn and be able to have a scholarship that is, you know, a completely paid for college scholarship. You know, a lot of people would absolutely cut off their right arm to be able to have that opportunity. You know, we are so blessed to be in the situation that we are. So I tell them, you know, go in there and get your degree. That way, you know, if you don't make it to the NFL, if you do make it to the NFL, you still have something that you can fall back on one day and you can enjoy doing for the rest of your life. We see where you are in a position today on the field. Looking back on things, though, early on in your career, was there a game or a practice where you realized, all right, this isn't high school anymore. These are legit D1 football players? Absolutely. Uh, I always tell people this story as well, and this was definitely um, my freshman year when I got thrown into the fire. Uh, I came in you know, right after I was out of school in June and got to play college football in uh, August or September, early September. But it was my freshman year getting thrown in at the swamp in Florida, our left tackle. He started the whole first half and uh, ended up getting a high ankle sprain and uh, coach threw me in just randomly. And uh, I thought there was somebody else in front of me, but I ended up getting uh, the starting spot after that. And, you know, I got out there scared as, you know, scared as anyone would be coming out of a high school, getting their first shot at, I was excited, but still uh, nervous, you know, cause I thought these are, these are grown men. These are guys that have had four years of weightlifting and, and training and uh, film review and everything ahead of them. And uh, I got in there and of course didn't have a great game about what you would expect for a starting freshman to have their very first game in the SEC. Um, but that was sort of my reality check after that game. You know, I texted my parents after I got my uh, shoulder pads off, and I said, "You know, guys, I said this is real. <laughs> this is a this is a whole different game than uh, uh, high school football. The game's just faster. It's more physical. It's it's more technical." 
And I said, this is where I really need to step up my game now, sort of realizing that it is a different game, that you're going against athletes that are just as good, if not way better than you are every single day. And uh, right after that, I also got the chance to start in the Alabama game. And going down to Bryant-Denny and playing against Alabama, that was another just sort of shocker. It's like, you know, Florida's a dang good football team, but you're going to face even better than that. And Landon, hypothetical question. If you could be trained by one player currently in the NFL or retired, who would it be and why? I don't know. I'd probably have to say Joe Thomas. And just because he was a, you know, franchise left tackle. And I, that was one guy that when I started watching NFL ball, I heard a lot of news about. And, uh, you know, I've watched a bunch of his film and, um, you know, just sort of trying to trying to get a, uh, a point of view from, uh, you know, a really good left tackle, see what he does differently than I, what I can sort of match my game on to his going further into my college career. Um, but, you know, really good guy. I keep up with uh, what he does on social media still now that he's, you know, retired out of the NFL. And, uh, you know, he's an inspiration and the guy that came out of Wisconsin and, uh, you know, it did really big things in the NFL. Are there certain guys I know not necessarily growing up watching football, but at this point when studying um, tape, are there certain guys in the NFL that you watch? Uh, you know, there there's not actually like specific people. We get cut-ups. Uh, we make cut-ups or get our GA to make cut-ups of um, all kinds of NFL teams. So we try to get a, a wide variety just so we see, um, you know, based off of our schemes, teams that do our schemes, but also uh, different lines against different teams just to be able to get a, a variety of people, a variety of techniques, a variety of looks, how they do this play compared to how another team gets this play. Um, so there's not specifically like one or two guys that we that we pinpoint. It's, it's more of, you know, a variety of different teams. And Landon, one of the most important aspects of football is having strong relationships like Jack mentioned earlier. Um, are there certain activities that you like to do when you're not on the football field with your uh, teammates? Oh, absolutely. There's, um, especially when Lynn Bowden first got into uh, UK football, um, that was one guy that, you know, sort of clung me. He, when, when he was there young, he knew that I was a guy that liked the outdoors. And so I was sort of his outlet for going fishing. I'm a big fisher. I'm a big hunter. I'm a big outdoors guy, period. We own a farm in West Kentucky which I, I hate to say that I haven't been able to bring anybody out there yet, but I've got a lot of connections here uh, in Lexington of places to go and fish and places to go and just hang out outside and do things and work. And um, so the fishing is a big outlet for me and a bunch of guys to do. Austin Dodson, another guy that's a little younger on the team. Uh, we've been able to do a lot of fishing. I fish a lot with Cash, some with uh, CJ Conrad uh, when he was still here, Lynn Bowden in uh, prior years. Um, but that's sort of something that I can, they can connect on my level, something that I understand really well and something that they still like to enjoy doing. And being an upperclassman leader on the team, you get to see everything, have experienced a lot. Uh, is there a freshman or sophomore in the Kentucky football program that hasn't gotten that media attention yet, but has stood out to you as someone who should be on draft radars pretty soon? Yeah, there's a there's a couple guys that uh, on the offensive line that I think that will end up being you know pretty good stars. We got a guy that's uh, of course Kenneth Horsey that's going to be having to fill in for uh, you know Logan Stenberg missing. And he he has a lot of promise. Like I said, there's a, a couple guys that have a lot of potential. Um, 
but they got to be able to live up to their potential and st- still keep that hard work and, um, you know, fill those shoes. Um, but a guy, he's, he's really disciplined. He works hard in the weight room and is really, really coachable. He's able to, you know, coach is able to watch film with him, talk to him, and he's able to go out and fix it. He's not a guy that's going to continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over. Um, but like I said, he's got big shoes to fill with the, the lack of Logan Stenberg in the line. And, uh, you know, he's going to come out with his own game, his own technique, his own way, and he's going to be able to get it done. And Landon, being SEC, playing in front of large crowds, what is a typical game day like for you, and what is it like playing at your home stadium? In, in our home stadium, it's amazing. I love busting out of the tunnel and just hearing the roar of people. And, uh, you know, we may not have the biggest uh, arena there, but, you know, they, they the Big Blue Nation sure does get it up and rocking. You know, it's also it's always a good feeling, and no matter who we're playing, whether it be you know a smaller team or whether it be Alabama, I have the same butterflies in my stomach before every single game. And, you know, I sit there, I go off on the sideline after we break out, go sort of get that adrenaline rushing through us. We stretch everything like that, and then I go over, I kneel, and I pray, and that's where sort of I can calm down. I can, uh, you know, sort of get my mind focused, sort of flip that switch into game mode. Um, but even going. Uh, to these other stadiums, that's some of the best experiences that you're going to have in college football is being able to go across the nation to different stadiums, be able to experience those, how their fans are, how loud it gets, you know, their songs that they like, like Sandstorm down at uh, uh, South Carolina, things like that is something very unique that people are, that not a lot of people get to experience. Um, but it's it's really exciting going to, into each and every single one and seeing how much they change per year, the the renovations in the stadium, how the teams play compared to how the fans are. Um, each one's a really unique experience. And Landon, for our last question, for any rising high school football player, what is one piece of advice you could give to them? Uh, so a piece of advice that I live my life by still and something that I wish I would have been able to know um, back when I was just getting into high school is a piece of advice called live where it's and the saying is live where your feet are. Um, so you don't need to worry about the past. You don't need to worry about the future. You need to live in the right now. Uh, that's all you can control is you can control what you're doing right now. So give that extra time, give that extra bit of effort, give that extra heart, that extra hour in the, in the, in the film room, when everybody's leaving, you can sit there and, and get your extra time to separate you as a player. And so live where your feet are. Don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on the future. You can only control what you're doing right now. That was Landon Young with the Kentucky Wildcats. We really appreciate your time and best of luck next season. Thank you very much. I appreciate it as well.